This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. Junkies and flunkies, welcome to the NWA Saturday special on the Place to Be Wrestling Network. Oh, another week in the books. I'm your co-host, George Robolina, the doctor. Uh, you know, I, 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 I just realized I just said my full name. I never say that. I don't know. I, I didn't even drink tonight. But anyway, I'm going to I can't do this alone. We're going to break down everything NWA here. On the Saturday special, all the the, the current NWA, um, some good things, some not so good things, but we break it all down. We tell the truth. We tell it how it is. But I can't do it alone. I got to bring in the Podfather himself, Cacascolo. Now we're both off the uh, most wanted list because you said our real names, so that's it. Now we're we're off the. We're not like Henry Hill eating egg noodles and ketchup instead of marinade. <laughs> So yeah, anyway. I, like I just realized I just said my full. I I normally never do I, that. We were you expecting me to play like uh, cocaine by Eric Clapton? <laughs> You're watching George Rolino's weekend. They're watching, listening. Nobody wants to see us on TV. Doctor, always a pleasure. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the special. Uh, uh yeah, uh, another yeah, week in the books. You are correct. As 2022 uh, is coming to a close, sir. Um, it is. You believe another year? I mean, you know, with the pandemic and everything, it's just even though and sometimes it felt like it was long, I felt like the the last uh, two, three years or so have flown by. Well, that's a good thing because we've wanted these last couple of years to go away. So <laughs> I'm well, just now happy just, that like, the world came back so oh, fast that it's like I, I feel like I can't even keep up anymore. Uh, the funny thing about. Uh, about um, uh, the pandemic working out for when we were born is that 2023, you and I turned the big half century and uh, things are opening up again. Imagine if we turned 50 like in 2020. Boy, that would have sucked. Well, your birthday would have been fine because yours was in February, but my birthday would have sucked ass. So um, very happy in in 2023. uh, Everything is fairly back to normal. But anyway. We still have uh, some weeks left here in 2022, and uh, we will, of course, talk about this past uh, Tuesday's episode of Power, which actually wasn't too bad. They're bringing back something from 2021 that I didn't mind. Depends what they do with it, but we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, I did watch last Saturday's episode of NWA USA. Of course, a new episode will drop later today if you're listening to this right on Saturday morning. Um, it'll be a few hours from now, 12 noon on YouTube. And then later on in the day, it'll drop on fight TV. 
new episode of NWA USA. Last week was the final episode of something in Chalmette, in New Orleans, uh, because this past Tuesday's Power was back in Nashville. So they finally did that Revolution Rumble match. Uh, which had a bunch of, you know, different people, combination of NWA guys and, you know, Revolution or Wildcat Wrestling, whatever, guys. Turns out, and this was kind of disappointing, the winner of this match would get a Wildcat Revolution title match. So whoever wins the match uh, gets to take on the champion of the Wildcat Wrestling, which is, of course, the promotion run by the Hawks family. And the winner of the Rumble was Rhett Titus, who defeated, I think it was Odinson. Uh, they, they, they were the last two, and then they actually had a match. And uh, Rhett Titus won. So Rhett Titus will face, I don't even know who it is, and I don't even care, uh, whoever the champion is. So it was kind of a throwaway episode because nobody really cares about, <laughs> love you, Luke Hawks, but nobody really cares. <laughs> it's just the way it goes. It's life. But this uh, past Tuesday on uh, Power, uh a new con, the, the, an old concept or an old uh, gimmick from 2021 is being used again this year. It's actually not a bad time of the year to do it since we don't know when the next pay per view will be, and the next actual big show is not till January 31st, which is the live episode of Power. That's a live Tuesday night, January 31st. That's really the next big show. We don't know when the next pay per view will be yet. Again, we've we've speculated, Doctor G. It is likely the Crockett Cup, which means it'll be sometime in mid to late uh, March. Right. All right. So they are bringing back, and the show opens. Uh, again, my wonderful thank you to Josh Lopez. Always helps me with my notes. You can follow him on Twitter at The Hoots Podcast. H-O-O-T-S, The Hoots Podcast. Um, the Champions Series is back. If you remember, that was like kind of like the uh, AWA Champions League thing they did in 1990 that Zabisco's team won thanks to Jake the Milkman Milliman. Um, you accrue points based on match results, and the winning team all get title shots. Every member of the team gets a title shot of whatever belt they want. So remember last year's team was the team of what was it like the Pope? It was the Pope, Colby Carino. Jack's Dane, Velvet Sky, and I forgot who else. The only one who actually successfully cashed in was Jack's Dane, who ended up beating Anthony Mayweather to win the national heavyweight title. Of course, he has since lost the national title to Scion. But I think that's it. Everybody else blew it. Remember, Velvet Sky passed hers off to Angelina Love, who then lost it to Chelsea Green, who then cashed it in at hot times three, and then lost to Camille. The Pope... Had a world title shot. He lost to Trevor Murdoch. Uh, I forgot who else. But anyway. So the winning team all get title shots. And if you have a championship belt already, I think you get to pick who your next opponent is or something of that nature. Anyway. Uh, uh, Kyle Davis opens with all the rules and the different point totals. And I'll get to those later. All the different point totals. And then we get the open, Joe Galley and Velvet Sky uh, at the table. No Tim Storm. Joe says that Tim is uh, doing a lot of stuff for this champion series. I'm like, no, he's not. He's teaching the American Revolution to a bunch of knobbers. Um, <laughs> to 
bunch of little rugrats, bunch of sweat hogs. No, I don't know. But uh, anyway, so it's just Velvet and Joe. So, again, we have teams. Uh, the four teams that are discussed tonight, Team Great. I don't know who's the captain is. I think it's Pollo Del Mar. Team Fixer. The captain is Jay Bradley, one half of the U.S. Tag Team Champions. Uh, team Brickhouse, captained by, of course, our women's world champion, Camille. And Team Tyrus, coached by, uh, captained by, of course, our NWA world's heavyweight champion, Tyrus. Uh, so, you know, pinfalls are a point total, submissions, DQs, DQ losses, etc. There's actually two different point totals for types of DQs. If it's kind of a laid-back DQ... It's a point, but if it's a real DQ, I'm like, Jesus, Billy, are you fucking serious? You're going to split hairs and have different disqualification point totals? I mean, get a fucking grip, will you? This isn't war games. Um, and I mean the movie, not the match. All right, so the first match, Team Great, Team Great has Bully Ray versus Team Fixers, Odinson. So a first round match there. Uh, not bad. Uh, Odinson seemed to be the baby face of the people are, <laughs> I think people are already tired of a uh, bully, but, uh, <laughs> and this is pretty, and this is pretty sad. Uh, Dr. G, if you noticed when you were watching, um, it seemed like the crowd was hot and full. Yeah. It was the roster. So there were like a few people there, but the roster filled up the seats. That's not good. Um, that's not good. Now, I don't know if they're doing that because they're trying to, you know, the teams are like trying to pump each other up. Maybe that's why, but I think they yeah, they probably pro- probably part of the reason. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, no. Not good. I don't know. if Now, they may not have promoted uh, tickets for that because uh, in, in Billy's defense, I don't remember there being tickets promoted for these tapings. So. Well, uh, not sure. A lot of times they do these tapings during the week, during the day. So I mean, you know, yeah, you know, we're not talking about WWE or AEW here. So you know, are people gonna want to take off of work to? Right. Anyway, tapings, the roster so. was sitting in the seats. Yeah, the roster was sitting in the seats. Uh, in storyline, it's probably just you know to pump up everybody's teammates and sh- and such. So anyway, uh, it was a decent little power match uh, in the climax. Uh, 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 Odinson goes for a falling lariat for two. Then he uppercuts Bully, kicks Bully in the face, but then Bully spears Odinson for two. Odinson then hits a counter spear for two. He denies the Bully bomb, then hits a back elbow smash, and then Odinson delivers the pounce. However, before he can get make the count, the time ran out. So the show opens with a 10-minute time limit draw, which means both the Fixers and Team Great get uh, two points apiece. Now, um, Bully Ray is he wrestling anywhere else, or is he pretty much just doing? You know, no, he's in- an impact. As a matter of fact, no, he's an impact. As a matter of fact, really he, won the, he won the he won the pick your spot or pick your poison or whatever the fuck it's called an impact back at Bound for Glory. He is getting a world title shot with Josh Alexander at next month's Hard to Kill pay per view. So yeah, Billy Bully Ray is wrestling elsewhere wow and of course he's back in the impact picture which i'm sure everybody's thrilled maybe that's why he was getting booed anyway uh may valentine interviews tyrus and black g's tyrus says that he's the most watched 
uh, NWA champion in history, which is impossible because he's never on. Jeez has his eyes set on the junior heavyweight championship. Uh, no, you don't get it. He's because he's on Fox. Ah, uh, well, that, that, yeah, that's well, what that, yeah, well, that's built in crap. I mean, I don't mind that he's on Fox. I just, that's stupid. But anyway, um, uh, and now Black G's wants the junior heavyweight title, which is, of course, currently held by uh, Kerry Morton. Um, allow me to do this one, Dr. G, since you open the show. If you'd like a replica of Tyrus's belt, like me, find your uh, Texas Instruments desktop with the big bulky monitor. Um, put your phone line in the wall, turn on Prodigy or CompuServe, go to fandubelts.com. Oh, I'm sorry, www.fandubelts.com backslash NWA. Our second match, this is something I disagree with. Team Tyrus has EC3, Team Brickhouse has Tom Latimer. Why are we wasting these these two guys' matches on free TV? This is stupid. I don't know. Uh, uh, I mean, they had the match at Ha Tams three. I'm hoping that we see them at another you know pay per view venues down the line. So uh, they go back and forth, and eventually EC3 gets disqualified after raking Tom Latimer's eyes and not breaking the seven count or the five count. So with that, Team Brickhouse gets a point. The match restarts due to the rules. If there's a DQ, the match restarts. Jesus, fuck Billy. Um, and, guess, and guess what? And guess what? EC3 puts his foot on the bottom rope. Well, or your daughter. Uh, Latimer applies the crossface. EC3 puts his foot on the bottom rope, which forces the break. Latimer will not let go of the hold. And another DQ. So each side gets one point. Team Tyrus, one point. Team Brickhouse, one point. Each for the DQs. Um, oh, I'm sorry. No. Sorry. Scratch that. Team Tyrus gets two points because it was a much more threatening disqualification than the first one. Oh, threatening. Much more threatening. Whatever the hell that means. Anyway. Next up. We have a four-way elimination match. The winner gets to all four guys get to uh, all four guys get to uh, will be going on teams. These are all free agents, but the winner gets to handpick his. The others just get put in wherever they go. Your participants: Rolando Freeman, Sal Renaro, Anthony Andrews, and Jeremiah Plunkett. Uh. Oh, so four way, it'll four way. Yep, elimination. So Anthony Andrews gets eliminated, uh, with uh by Rush Freeman, uh, on a uh, by Rolando Freeman. I'm sorry, on a uh, sunset flip. Uh, let's see. Um, Sal Bernardo gets eliminated with a running senton splash, and then Rolando Freeman connects with the boot and picks up the win on. Jeremiah Plunkett. So Rolando Freeman, that little skinny shit whose hair weighs more than he does, wins the match. So he gets to handpick what team he gets to be on. I'm going to tell you something right now, Dr. G. I know Sean got all pissed off about Tyrus and et cetera. I'll tell you something right now. If Billy or some dipshit in the back 
thinks it's a great idea to somehow make Rolando Freeman the NWA World's Heavyweight Champion. That skinny little <laughs> fuck. I'm telling you right now. I am documenting it right now. If they pull off, because he hasn't lost a match in like fucking three months. He barely gets beat up. He's fucking four foot two, three pounds. And he barely gets beat up. I think he broke his nose tonight, though, because his mouth was bleeding. But if he becomes, I, I won't say the, the other belts because he it's okay to win the secondary ones regardless of your size. But if he wins the World's Heavyweight Championship, this show is over. I'll tell you right now. If but Billy books Rolando Freeman to ever win the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship, we are retiring this show. I don't care what we talk about. We could talk about old episodes of fucking Airwolf or Greatest American <laughs> Hero. I don't give a shit. Growing Pains, Full House. I don't care. Because then Billy's totally lost his mind and he's lost our respect, if that's the case. Just letting you know. Documented it on this show on the... Saturday, December 10th episode of the NWA Saturday special. The doc, uh, the doctor of the podfather officially document that if Rolando Freeman wins the world's heavyweight championship at some point, this show is retired. I love our logo. It looks good on clothing, but I will not represent a, a, a promotion that totally it lost does. its we fucking mind. Best logo. Sorry. What's that? We have the best logo. That's why I think people need to go to tpublic.com. That's right tpublic.com type ptbw in the search and get buy some merch some new logos will be debuting soon so all right next match uh a tag match team great has the team of judias and pj hawks how about that for a weird combo taking on the tag team of damage which is uh one half of that new team uh rodney mack and uh, marche rocket and rush freeman First round match in the champion series. So tag here. Uh, decent little power match. Uh, three big guys and then PJ Hawks, who's not big. Uh, in the climax, uh, Hawks drop kicks Freeman, then tags in Judias. Judias with two clotheslines. He ducks a clothesline from Freeman. Judias hits a belly to back slam, then levels Freeman with the body avalanche. Judias sidesteps damage into Freeman. Judias with a double body avalanche again. Damage denies the choke slam, hits the spine buster. Freeman shoves damage. Hawks drop kicks Freeman into damage. Judias connects with the choke slam and picks up the win. So Judias and PJ Hawks get the clean tag win. And that gives Team Great five points. So there you go there. Um, good tag match, Doctor. Uh, yeah. And uh, the fixer, here's another thing that annoys me, okay? There's another thing that annoys me. Do you remember back NWA USA several weeks ago, Billy Corgan was going to give the fixers who, as you know, are our United States tag team champions, new belts because they don't have the legal right to have the other ones. Well, the fixers won't take them instead to cover up the belt. They tape, they put tape in front of it and wrote their names in Sharpie. Oh, Okay. And this is the stupid shit that's pissing people off about Billy. Why have you become a joke? Well, I, I don't know if it's, you know, again, if there was some 
storyline to things or you know when they did when we first started watching the show which we liked about it the going to the desk starting at the desk and kind of creating those stories it was southern wrestling it was southern wrestling everything is isolated now you're exactly right there is no storylines everything is isolated now the only storyline right now i mean you could count the champion series as a storyline technically but the only kind of storyline between people is between EC3 and Tom Latimer. That's it. There's no other, quote, storylines. It's crazy. It is. So, anyway. They walk around with the tag, with the U.S. tag belts, and they're both idiots. So, anyway. Um, And our last match, uh, Team Brickhouse has Kratos. And Team Tyrus has Thrill Billy Silas. So there we go. Uh, they like this Thrill Billy Silas guy with his big with his big gut and his uh, fucking puffy fro. Um, his puffy, uh, what do you call it? Mullet. Uh, I thought Kratos was going to win this one easily. But uh, Kratos puts Silas on the top turnbuckle, then a body shot. He headbutts Kratos. Silas then kicks Kratos in the face. Silas with a flying shoulder tackle, then two Polish hammers. Kratos ducks a clothesline. Then Silas kicks Kratos in the gut. That goes for the power driver, but Kratos counters with a back body drop. Kratos clotheslines Silas, then scores the elbow knockdown, then a flying forearm smash, then a quarter clothesline. So he's laying into Silas here. Follows that with a release vertical suplex. Sidesteps Kratos into the turnbuckles, then a release German suplex. Then Silas hits a short arm lariat. Silas connects with the springboard elbow drop for two. Silas whips Kratos across the ring. Then Silas goes for the thrill ride, but Kratos lands back on his feet. Hits a rising knee strike, then a running lariat for two. Kratos goes for the sit-out spine buster, but Silas lands back on his feet and then plants Kratos with the thrill ride to pick up the win. So Thrill Billy Silas gets the victory and points for Team Tyrus. So the standings, there's four teams. I don't know why. Kyle, see, another thing, sloppy, sloppy production. Kyle Davis says there's eight teams. There's not eight teams. There's only four. Why he said eight teams, I don't understand. So the standings after one episode. Team Tyrus has eight points. Team Great has seven points. Team Fixers has two points. And Team Brickhouse has one point. Uh, All in all, Dr. G, I didn't hate the episode. Uh, A lot of good in-ring work. Five matches, that's a lot for... It was a pretty good length episode, 52 minutes. But there's still some little things that annoy me. I don't know why we're giving Rolando Freeman this rocket push. Um, he's a gimmick. And I don't understand why the fixers walk around with something as prestigious as the United States Tag Team Championships. And they put tape on them and write their names on. Like they're like they're both mentally deficient. I, I, don't, I don't understand that. But having said that, the I like, I like the Champions Series if used properly. Um... I love, you know me, I love tournaments and points and all that crap. I know you hate it, but um, sometimes it's okay to to create storylines from a tournament. So we'll see what happens from here. But I don't know, overall, I thought the show was fine. I mean, what do you think? I mean, I feel like, uh, you know, this is something, it's a good time killer for the next several weeks on power heading into the new year. Yeah, and, I, just, uh, I just missed the, the excitement when we would, like I said, when we first got into it, because it was a little different of having like 
the stuff at the desk. Now, remember, we did have Nick Aldis and we had um, Strictly Business, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it was a little different back then. But I just I just want to see a little more build up for some storylines, not just putting matches together just because let's have a title match or something like that. Just just a little right. something. I, I understand they want to be different and you don't want to have the whole you know, soap opera stuff, but you know, some of us like that stuff too. You could do a little bit of it. And you don't have to do every storyline. Every match has to have a story. <clears throat> right. The stuff. I don't know. I just I'm not I'm not feeling the the same energy about it as I did, you know, even a year ago. Mm. Um I I feel like I I'll be curious to see how things look as we get into the new year. Uh you know uh, there is a very strong rumor, uh, and I heard this, I saw this a few days ago on Cultaholics News, Daily News. Uh, you know who might be on his way to WWE? Who's that? Colby Carino. Colby Carino. Really? He's getting an invite to the uh, Performance Center. I think a lot of this is two things. Number one, he's a worker. And number two, of course, his dad works for WWE. Uh, and I think him and Tripsies are pretty close. So yeah, I didn't realize that's um, William Regal or Steve Regal, whatever you want to call him these days. Now that he's going back he's to William WWE. Regal. When is, I didn't realize his William son Regal. was. When is, hold on, hold on. He hasn't been Steve Regal in like 15 years. Where yeah, have you been? If, if you read certain um, articles, as a matter of fact, I think there was a quote from Shawn Michaels and he called him Steve Regal in it. Sean's eyes are crossed like he got hit in the head with a shovel. You're going to trust him? He is the senior v- vice president of uh, whatever they call it in NXT. Or... Uh, his name is William. His name is William Regal. It's been William Regal since like 1999. Okay, whatever. All right. You know what I was talking about. Stop, 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 Dr. G. All right, stop. This like whatevers, okay? It's you're, you're not a Valley Girl. It's whatever, um, whatever. Well, it's William Regal, and he's the. You have you been paying attention to the okay, story? If you excuse me, if if you would let me finish what I was saying, I didn't realize that he had a son wrestling in. He, I guess he was in uh, NXT UK, and now he is uh, here in the United States. So he will join his son soon after his contract ends with AEW. At the end of the year. What does that have to do with changing his name to Steven? And where is, is Bill Dundee going to come back as the butler? Is that what you're talking about? Do you want no, the butler? I, I just, you've interrupted me. I was just saying, I said Steve Regal. I caught myself and I said, or William Regal, whatever you want to call him. Because I have seen it referred in, in interviews of, of, uh, under both names. Because obviously people knew him. When he used the Steve Regal name. Ugh. Next thing you're going to tell me, Sable's married to Johnny B. Dad. Oh wait, Sable was married to Johnny B. Dad. Never mind. Um, William Regal. That's there's been a whole big hullabaloo for the last several weeks about William Regal. Uh, do you know the whole story about the fact that there was apparently a hook in his contract that said, if Triple H takes power in WWE, William Regal can leave at any time. To go back to WWE, and apparently Tony Khan um, thought that was a big joke and said, "Yeah, why not?" Because you know at the time Vince was firmly in control 
and and I think I don't think Tony Khan ever thought that was going to happen. Guess what? And actually, William Regal's been in. He's he's been in many, uh, you know, in the thick of things at, in AEW too. So, yeah. Well, the uh, Dynamite after uh, after um, Full Gear, uh, MJ beat the shit out of him. And then he did a cut a promo. Uh, Regal cut a promo on camera this past Wednesday, which was his final AEW appearance. Uh, the only bad part is, according to the deal, Regal cannot be on TV for a year. Uh, which I don't think any. I, I don't think he was ever meant to come back. I think. I think William Regal. This is what I'm telling you, Doctor. I think William Regal is going to be the first of Triple H's Goldust trio. You know how Vince had Pat and Gorilla and Arnie Skoland. I think Triple H needs to build his own Goldust trio, his inner circle that he could trust, and I think Regal is one of them. Yeah, you know where's where does Bruce Pritchard fit in all this? Like, I mean, it seems like he's kept his job and he's doing his thing. I mean, I know he he and Triple H do get along, but it's really weird. Listen, Triple I mean, H and, and I don't know Triple H and Bruce Pritchard can hang, can can get to know each other as much as they want, and Bruce is a Vince guy. And eventually, I think Triple H will start to uh, transition, if you will. If you will. Just what I'm saying. Road Dog, Sean, guys like that. Yeah, I mean. So maybe William Regal and Steven Regal. Are both in the Goldust trio separately? It's kind of like a split mirror, you know, like twins that don't exist. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy, you're real funny tonight. All right, yeah. And then Bill Dundee could come back and dress as uh, Sir William. <laughs> Earl Robert Eaton? Oh, no, Bobby Eaton passed away. Sucks. Squire Dave Taylor? Squire Dave Taylor. <laughs> I love Squire Dave Taylor. Anyway. Um, yeah, so that's, that's a whole big thing too. Anyway, Colby Carino, uh, is, is likely heading to, uh, to WWE. So, yipsies. You're very excited, aren't you? I am. I, I, I honestly, it was not a bad episode of, uh, NWA, uh, power and, um, just the, the little, the little things, you know, the little dopey things pissed me off the, the, uh. Um, you know, the, the fixers and the stupid belt thing and too many wins for Rolando Freeman, but I like the champion series and I'll be curious which group would now here's the key thing. It all depends also on how Billy structured the teams, which team wins and which team gets title shots. That's also what it comes down to. So, so, uh, yeah. So that is uh, that is the name of the game there. So uh, that's all we have this week. Nice quickie episode. We recap yes. shows. Uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, next week may or may not be our final live episode of uh, the calendar year. Uh, I'm still kicking around the possibility of doing a sh- live show New Year's weekend. Definitely not Christmas weekend, but perhaps New Year's weekend. I'll talk to the doctor about that. Maybe I'll surprise him. Who knows? Um, and then, of course, uh, in January, we fire up on all cylinders and get back into the groove. So there we go. Uh, 
Um, uh, you can follow Doctor on Twitter at DrGPTB. You can follow me on Twitter at Scott C. Podfather and PTBN Wrestling. Please follow the brand. We had a good week this week. New episode of the Place Be Podcast at the beginning of the week. JR and I were with uh, Tim Capel, and we recapped uh, the vault of Cyber Sunday 2008. A uh, new episode of Starflation on Wednesday. And then yesterday, uh, a new episode of Place Be Nation's main event. Me, uh, Steve, and Pete. We previewed today's, if you're listening to this on Saturday morning, today's pay-per-view, or uh, today's wrestling shows, I guess, pay-per-views, Ring of Honor Final Battle, which is this afternoon at 4 o'clock, and then tonight, NXT Deadline, Deadline, Deadline. So, and then we did a little uh, ROH draft. That's a lot of fun. Steve came up with that idea. And some other news and notes that we made fun of and talked about, too. So, uh, check it out. Newest episode of Place Me Nation's main event. Uh, later today, new episode of the Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. And then uh, some more fresh stuff uh, this week for your listening pleasure. So, there you go. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody. Keep the Christmas shopping going. And uh, we will talk to you next week. I'm Scott. He's the doctor. Ciao.